This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rachel Abbott and this is The Leader. Today we're giving you some bonus content taken from our new business show, An Invitation to Meet. An opportunity to hear from some of the most powerful people behind some of the biggest brands in the world. This is a cut down version of the full episode. To hear the full thing, hit the link in our show notes. Find a new episode of An Invitation to Meet every Monday morning and why not give it a rate and follow while you're there. Now, let's begin. We don't always get it right first time. I actually remember wanting to be a banker and that was my my thing. And at university, I did a summer internship at a bank and soon realised that I probably didn't have the same level of motivation as I thought I might do. This is an invitation to meet James McMaster, CEO of Huel, the plant-based meal replacement maker. The man who had a few goes at finding the perfect fit. And it's one of these things that's really hard early in your career to know what you want to do. And my view would be just try as many things as you can, as young as you can. And even people when they get to the 30s and 40s, they, they still might not be in the right career. So I found my feet going, I like brand, I like product, I like something tangible. So that's what led me to being here. So this is the story of what happens when you get the mix just right and how far it can take you. Year two, which is when I joined, we had enough people from markets like Germany and America saying, come to our market, we, we want to buy this. Whereas traditionally, you might take 10 years before you go to the international market. I'm David Marlson from the Evening Standard. Let's go for a drive. Turn right. And then turn left. So full disclosure, I was really late for this interview with James, like really late. My sat-nav, and yes, I do have Master Chief from Halo on it. In half a mile, turn right. Took me to the wrong place. Probably because I put the wrong postcode in, but let's just keep that to ourselves. A 45-minute journey out of London to Hewell's HQ in Tring took me an hour and a half. Tring, by the way, is beautiful. A market town with a nice country pub and about 11,000 people living there. Perhaps... Not where you'd expect to find a multinational food company with a run rate revenue of $100 million. But this is where Huel calls home. And we got there in the end. Destination reached. Well done out there. Can I ask a couple of questions about yourself, James, and how you got here? First of all, just describing where we are 
right now. So we're at Hewlett HQ, where is this? Why are we here? So we are in a, a village in Hertfordshire, which is about 45 minutes north of London, and a place called Tring. Hopefully we're helping to put Tring on, on the map. And we, it's probably our fourth office, maybe fifth office. So it started in our founder's garage, and then it moved for several offices in Aylesbury, which is where he was living and still lives, and then moved here to find a bigger office. And now we're trying to work out where do we, where do we head next in terms of office size. What we have done actually is spread that risk a little bit. So we have an office in Birmingham, which is our, our tech team, software engineering. And we have an office in London as well with about 20 people and another one in New York with about 25 people. But what are you doing here at Hugh? Why did you want to join? What was a very small, risky, I guess, startup? It's funny. So I got a little bit lucky in that my wife started a brand about 10 years ago. It's called The Fold and it dresses modern women, particularly in offices. And it was a kind of eye opener for me because when the first customers start coming in online, back then it was, it was less of a big, less of a normal thing to do. And you can see the search term they've typed in to come to the site. You can, you can see what they bought and why. And, and you see the two way interaction and stuff. I was previously in a world where you sold your pallet of stock to a supermarket and you couldn't really control anything else. So I was always trying to find a way into direct consumer, ideally food, because I, li- I like food brands. And there weren't many that existed. And, then, and the, the stars aligned and I, I was contacted about Huel. And it's healthy, plant-based, good for the world, good for your body and direct consumer. They're just sort of a, a dream in terms of ticking all those boxes. And just thinking about, you know, all the options anybody can have when there is when they're a child and they're growing up. Why did you go for business? What pulled you in? What made that attractive to you? I'm going to do this. I remember being a teenager and I was a bit geeky. Well, I'm medium geeky, but when my dad came home and he worked a very sort of traditional, goes out to work in the morning, comes back in the evening, there was no working from home then. And and he worked in the city and he'd come back and I've got a visual of my very visual memory and he's wearing his sort of his Mac and and he's holding his traditional briefcase and he'd always have the evening standard in his other other arm. And I was, I don't know, when I, I'd I'd flick to the business section before I flicked to the sports section. And I'd then go back to the sports section and, and then the front page bit sort of half interested in. And something about it, just the idea that people buy a product and they get excited by it. What I'm most interested in about Huel James is just the huge amount of growth you've had over the last few years. Does that though, does that come with a sort of risk of instability if you grow too fast? I think any business growing fast, yeah. There's, there's instability, there's growing pains. We, We've grown from nothing to over 100 million in just over six years. So huge amount of changes there. The way I look at it is that in the first phase, you're very much a startup and it's okay for stuff to be all over the place. And then you get to the next phase, there's almost greater expectations from both people who work at Huel and customers on what the level of output and consistency you should have. So if we launch a new product today, people expect it to be perfect. Whereas back in the day, when we first start, there's a understanding that you're a startup and things go wrong. So I do an induction with people and I say in the first stage of a startup, you are disorganized chaos. And in the next phase of scale up, you are organized chaos. It's okay to be chaotic. It's fine, but you've got loads of plans and we've got three-year strategies and we do a, a sprint every quarter and we do an all-hands meeting every two weeks. All these things are really organized. But it's okay to be a bit chaotic still. Otherwise, you're, you're not breaking things. You're not changing stuff. You're not being quick enough. And we, we talk about being the speedboat, not the oil tanker. And you can't do that if everything's perfect and wonderful and, and, and not, not any chaos at all. What's the next stage and when are you going to hit it? In, in my own little model, the, the third stage is, is corporate, which is all about efficiency. 
in some ways you don't ever want to get there because once you get there you, in, in effect you are that oil tanker there's a risk of missing things so if you look at blockbuster kodak those sorts of companies they just stayed very headstrong this is what's going to happen and the world moved around them in terms of digital video and and photography and they just they were too slow to react i think a lot of people probably first came across the word huel through advertising things across social media tube adverts you've done really big marketing campaigns but are they as successful as that kind of word of mouth effect? From a data point of view, when we ask customers in our survey, how, how did you hear about Huel? Always been the number one is someone recommended it to me. So that's that's our thing. Back to make customers happy, be obsessed by that, and we'll, we'll do the right thing. As you've grown, I mean, you've talked about some of the difficulties there. How hard has it been to move into, you know, you, you've started doing international work as well now. How difficult has that been? I think it's easier when you're doing direct consumer. So almost all our sales are Huel.com. We are in some stores in the UK now, now like Sainsbury's and Tesco and co-op and places like that. We are very digital native, social media native. So for instance, if you're in the UK and you post an image of you with Huel, and your friend might be in the US and they look into it, they go, oh, that's interesting. Why can't I have that? So yeah, year two was suddenly Germany and US and we're in more markets now across Europe and Asia. And that that makes it easier in some ways, but then you probably have more growing pains because you're doing more quicker. Like there are plenty of businesses at six years old who are, uh, very few get to 100 million like we have and very few also have international presence at that stage. I think what happened there is we probably put foundations into the business a bit earlier because of it. Otherwise we would have fallen over got great manufacturing partners, lots of warehouses around the world, the systems, the team we need to handle that, the, the way we onboard new members of the team, all those things that the sophistication we now have is incredible versus a company a couple of years ago that was based in the UK and coming out of Julian's garage. What's the future for Huel then? How does that look? So I feel like we're just getting started. I love our team, our brand, where we're heading, the products we sell. We will keep doing all the right things that we're doing now. We are in... Lots of markets around the world. Most of them we haven't spent much time on because it's hard to focus uh, too, too, too widely. So you'll see us doing more geographically. You'll see us keep improving our product. You'll see us keep, keep launching new products and ultimately make customers happy. For all the latest business news, features and interviews, read the Evening Standard newspaper or go to standard.co.uk forward slash business. Shall we meet again next week? There are new episodes of this show every Monday morning, but you can drop in whenever you like. Hit your subscribe or follow button to make sure you don't miss out. This has been an invitation to meet. And as always, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.